You're listening to E-Commerce Fast Lane, Episode 70. Welcome to E-Commerce Fast Lane, the podcast show to help you build, launch, grow, and scale a wildly successful e-commerce company. Listen to real conversations with proven practical strategies and success stories. Learn how to generate more traffic, more sales, more profit, and customer lifetime value for your Shopify store. And now, your host and e-commerce entrepreneur, Steve Hutt. This episode is brought to you by Caro, the number one Shopify app for influencer marketing. Caro is a Shopify app that discovers all the influencers who are your brand's customers, email subscribers, and fans. Now imagine an influencer with a million followers was to make a purchase from your Shopify store. Would you know about it? Caro makes sure that you do. And unlike other influencer platforms, Caro is built for trust and transparency. And they help you find influencers that are genuinely interested in your brand so that you're not scrolling through countless social accounts just to find the right partners. Let Caro do the heavy lifting and find influencers that are best for your brand. And Caro also helps you execute your influencer marketing every step of the way. They make communication and product distribution easy so you can pick the right influencers and create meaningful partnerships. And right now, Caro is free for all Shopify stores. So why not try it out and see who you find? Now, after you install the app, Carol will alert you whenever a new influencer engages with your brand so that you can communicate and continue to build your list of influencers over time. To get started, you can visit getcaro.com or you can search for Carol in the Shopify app store. That's C-A-R-R-O and discover which influencers already love your brand. Hey there, it's Steve, and welcome back to the e-commerce fast lane podcast. Now, if this is your first time listening, this is an e-commerce show where we have honest and transparent conversations about building and thriving with your store powered by Shopify or Shopify Plus. Now, new episodes are available each week with your favorite podcast player through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. Or you can also sign up online at ecommercefastlane.com and be notified when new shows are being released. Now, my guest on today's episode is Brent Spicer, also known as Spice, who is the co-founder and CEO of Marcello. That's M-A-R-S-E-L-L-O. And they're a marketing automation platform. Basically, they uniquely pair email with loyalty and retention features. Uh, Instead of having separate applications of an email marketing and automation platform and then a loyalty and retention word of mouth type solution, they're able to combine them together into one solution. So it's pretty exciting really to find the right customers at the right time with the right message. And that's the great thing about this platform. You're gonna learn a lot about how you can deliver smart and targeted marketing that's designed to increase your customer retention and revenue, most importantly, for your Shopify store. So thanks again for listening in today. So please enjoy. So hi, Spice. Welcome to e-commerce Fastlane. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. Now, you may have heard at the top of the show, I did mention a few things about Marcelo, but on a high level, what does Marcelo do and what sort of problem are you aiming to solve for Shopify store owners? Um, the problem that we discovered with talking to a lot of these store owners was that not only do they not have the time and the money to do marketing, but they're just not marketing experts. So they were looking for a solution where a tool would actually really deeply help them do the marketing. So rather than just being a tool that you can do marketing with, what they really needed was the advice 
So we built Marcelo, which is a virtual marketing assistant for uh, for small retailers. So what Marcelo does is actually extracts the data from your e-commerce store, and if you've got a physical store from your Shopify point of sale as well, compares that data with tens of thousands of other stores just like you and works out what type of marketing, what marketing campaign will work best for which cohort of customers. Then Marcelo builds the marketing campaign for you, allows you to approve it and send it. So rather than just being the tool, it's actually the marketing itself. The the, the North Star that we thrive to achieve for our customers is brand new incremental sales. So at the moment, we are, uh, we're generating 20 to 30x return on investment. So if you're paying like $100 a month for your Marcelo subscription, you should be getting two to $3,000 a month of brand new sales coming through. That's pretty exciting. I know the whole uh, concept of this show too is a data and a strategy-driven approach to building and scaling lifetime customer loyalty. And I think that's the challenge where a lot of people know there's a lot of data out there. They are challenged a bit about trying to figure out how you action that data what sort of things should I be working on? And the challenge is, is having a lot of things potentially to work on. So it sounds like what Marcella was doing based on the amount of customers that are attached to the platform is you're coming up with almost a recipe, so to speak, of specific tactics and strategies that you can execute based on the performance of your POS, your retail location and your online store as it relates to others in the Shopify ecosystem. Does that, does that kind of make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So what we're really doing is democratizing the power of big data and machine learning and AI for these small guys. So, you know, we don't talk about machine learning and AI with our customers because the eyes will just glaze over and they'll uh, and they'll get really <laughs> yeah. confused and, like, you know, they, they don't want to know that stuff. So we actually do it for them. So what we're doing is consolidating all that data across thousands of retailers and democratizing that down to the benefit of the individual retailer by saying, hey, Steve, you should run this campaign to this cohort of customers through this particular channel, and we predict it will generate X return on investment. And here, look, mm. the campaign's already built for you. You can go in and you can make changes, but you don't need to. You can just press send if you want to. So what we find is that on the continuum of our customers in terms of the do it for me or the do it yourself, the smaller guys are generally just do it for me. So they just generally press send, whereas like a Shopify Plus customer, who has a marketing person will want to go in and look at the settings and maybe move some stuff around in the comms to suit their brand more before they press send. But uh, we're pretty much just building it all for them. Like I said, Marcella is this virtual marketing assistant that actually will do the marketing for you with your approval. Right. This is awesome. So tell me about the founder's journey. I'm always fascinated by the journey kind of leading up to launching it. So what would you say uniquely positions you maybe in the founding team, first of all, to have the desire, and then number two, maybe the expertise to even want to create a platform like this? It's a fairly typical startup story, to be honest. So I was working, doing some other stuff. I was actually consulting and doing some um, advisory work for an incubator in, a, uh, in our hometown of Wellington, New Zealand. And I met one of my two co-founders who was working in the incubator on a loyalty product while his brother, his twin brother, was actually out working full time trying to earn enough money for them both to, to live. So, you know, they lived in a in a grotty apartment and, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> shared a bed and uh, they just wanted to, they wanted to create their own business so well. So we got on really well and we wanted to save, solve the same problem. So, you know, what we were seeing at the time, there was... And this has been going on forever. You know, there's a lot of solutions out there, marketing solutions for small retailers that really you can't prove are working, i.e. generating new sales. 
or two are kind of working for the benefit of the product itself. So, you know, daily deals, you know, the Groupon type deals, for example. So we saw a lot of our, um, a lot of these small retailers were doing those deals, but, you know, they were losing a truckload of money and they were building someone else's database. So we wanted to come up with a solution that was, that worked on behalf of the small retailer and actually you could prove that it was working, you know, you could prove that the solution actually generated attributable sales. You could see that that sale was made by Marcelo. So, mm-hmm. so we, yeah, so we got together, raised a bit of money in New Zealand, and that was in 2014, and we've kind of grown from there. Yeah, and I see that uh, you've actually been listed recently, at least in the last month or so, in the Shopify App Store as a recommended solution. Yeah, yeah, we've had some wonderful support from um, from Shopify and. One of the differentiators for us is, as you know, you know, more than 80 cents in every dollar is still spent in the store. So our solution makes it com- a completely seamless journey for the consumer, both in store and online. So we have a fantastic relationship with the Shopify POS guys, and we think that our product is quite differentiated for these for these small retailers who are omni-channel, i.e. they have some physical stores as well as an online store. So yeah, we've been getting a lot of airplay from the Shopify POS guys. That's awesome. I'll make sure uh, in the show notes uh, for this episode, I'll have uh, links to the uniqueness of your POS connections. I think that's uh, very compelling because a lot of people um, have that challenge. And there are other solutions of like, well, how do I deal with my salespeople's downtime? We know these salespeople in a store or retail sales clerks are not doing much. There's mostly a lot of downtime in retail, even though 80% of the revenue is happening in retail for a brand if you are truly running a retail operation. And so I'll make sure I put a, a few links. We'll chat after after this recording to see about how there could be the marketing people as part of the brand. How does that relate to POS? How do we get more foot traffic? Because let's not ignore the fact that if you're listening today and you do have a retail or a pop-up, how do you geo-target people in your area based on your database can Marcelo help you in relation to getting more foot traffic into your store? That's an interesting opportunity in my yeah, opinion. It's, it's, um, you know, the reason that people are omni-channel is it's not that they want to be, it's the consumer wants to be. So I want to have the opportunity to shop however I want to through whatever channel. So, you know, you can run marketing based on the type of product as well. So if, for example, it's a brand new product that you've got, you want people to come in store and experience the product the first time. But if it's then a refill, for example, that they want, then you can actually, you want to drive those people to make the purchase online because it's very expensive to serve in store, obviously. And for very transactional purchases, our marketing will allow you to drive those transactions online, but drive the experiential sort of uh, purchase in store. Very cool. So let's talk about this whole retention marketing. It's a it's a conversation that pops up quite a bit. You know, I'm sure there's and then there's lots of stats floating around about the costs of acquiring a new customer versus nurturing the lifetime value of a existing customer. So can you what's your take on this whole retention marketing part of it? Because that's I think that's it's, it's differentiated versus email and trying to draw people back. But then when you have these loyalty and retention components to Marcelo, I think you have an interesting spin on it that I'd love to hear your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, it's everyone knows the facts that's that's thrown around all the time that it costs seven times more to acquire a customer than it does to to uh, retain an existing one. So you know you've done all the hard work of getting these customers on board, and now it's really important to to keep them coming back and spending more because it's. It costs you way less to do that. More importantly, retail is very seasonal, right? And so coming up to mm-hmm. this time of the year, it's really important that the customers that you get coming in and buying stuff from you during the busy holiday season, 
you actually manage to retain those customers for when it's acquired a part of the year. So then you can actually market back to those guys and get them spending more. It's very difficult to find customers in the down season, but if you've already got customers, they're the ones that you want to retarget and, and get buying more. Now, there's another concept called life cycle marketing. So there's retention marketing and life cycle marketing. What's the difference? And then how do you believe that Marcelo is approaching life cycle marketing? Um, well, the difference is people want to buy different things and buy different ways at different parts of their journey, right? So a mature customer um, wants right. to you know, wants to purchase different stuff or you have the capability of getting them to purchase different stuff. So this is exactly where we're going with, with our product roadmap as well. So at the moment, it's very much retention marketing, but we're actually building products to help acquire customers at the start of the journey. Um, and then the tools that we're building and the skills that we're building with Marcelo will actually work differently based on how long the customer has been around and based on your type of business as well. So, you know, we have auto campaigns that go out when a customer reaches a certain trigger, i.e. they've spent this much money, therefore you need to treat them differently because um, they're at risk, but a different type of risk at every point of that journey. So the longer a customer's been around, the more that they've spent, the more that they fit into this VIP type profile, then the better the deals that you have to give them to retain them um, because they want to feel special because they know how much they've spent. So yeah, different. And that's what you were talking about before. It's different marketing at different times, right? So you've got to hit them with the right message at the right part of the, the buyer journey that they're on. I chat with quite a few merchants every day and this whole analysis paralysis <laughs> comes up. At least it's a, it's a I don't know who coined it, but it's an interesting topic. And I think it's important to maybe discuss that today because I think that's one of the benefits of Marcelo is, is giving people campaigns based on your data as it relates to others in the Shopify ecosystem that's connected to Marcelo. But the idea is that, you know, there's, there's so much big data out there and there's so many things that you could be working on would love to hear your feedback about how Marcella was helping that. And like, how, how do you start using all this data that's being ingested into Marcello without getting this analysis paralysis kind of a concept? Uh, that's exactly the problem that we're trying to solve, right? Because there is particularly in an online business, there is a lot of data and you can't expect a small retailer who's busy trying to serve customers and doing refunds and looking after customer service. You can't expect them one, to find the time to sit there and do all that analysis, but two, build the expertise to do it. So what we've built with Marcelo is Marcelo actually does that crunching for you. So we use a, a methodology, an old framework um, that's been around for a long time called REFM, so recency, frequency, and monetary. So we ingest all that data um, and we put customers in co cohorts based on when they last shopped, the recency. Um, how often they shop, the frequency, and then thirdly, the monetary value, how much money they've actually spent with you. We actually are building another um, another part of it to this puzzle as well, more around how the customer feels about you. So we have a feedback tool as part of Marcelo as well. So if you know, a customer is happy, so you can, you can see all that data, but if a customer is actually happy, it's a good time to ask them for a referral. Mm. If they're unhappy, you know, they might have just spent a load <laughs> of money, but if they're unhappy, you don't ask them for a referral. So if we can work out that they're happy, the right. goal is to you know, get them to bring their friends along. If they're unhappy, the goal is to make them happy. So Marcelo is doing all that stuff in the background um, rather than you needing to become a data expert. So when we started this journey, we thought that we would build a, a separate big room with all these marketing analysts that would actually sit there and churn through the data through us. And as we started going down this path, we 
we were always hosted on Amazon Web Services um, as our platform. And the machine learning and AI stuff just became cheap and easy to use. So we actually have, you know, all this data is being churned through 24-7 in real time. So these campaigns are being built, you know, looking, as I said, across thousands and thousands of retailers in the background without you needing to be a data expert. And then the only thing that, you know, that people really care about from their marketing, from what our customers tell us, does it earn me more money? So we're not doing branding stuff. We're doing stuff to actually earn you more money. So the... (laughs) Everything that we tweak right. with the algorithms and stuff that we use is about generating brand new incremental sales um, for the for the retailer. You know, who wants to sit there and look at that data? We can just press a button and earn more money. You know, and we're right in the midst of Q4 right now. Black Friday, Cyber Monday is just is on our doorstep. And so how do you believe, like for those that may, likely have an email uh, a platform connected to their store, it's fairly basic. It could be as much, as, as little as, as an OmniSend or a uh, MailChimp or something. They have something connected to their store, likely. Not all brands are going to necessarily have a loyalty and retention solution. Maybe they haven't matured to that level yet. And so how do you believe if people were to pivot, let's say after hearing the show today and pivot over to your platform and, you know, I, I will talk about this extended offer that we have available at the end of the show, but if they were to pivot onto Marcelo this week, is this going to help impact, potentially impact the success of this holiday season for them? I think the traffic is going to be there just because more people are looking to purchase, but how is Marcelo individually going to help a vendor now if they were to connect their store so this week. if you look at this from an example of an existing Marcelo customer, they will log into their Marcelo dashboard this week and there will be campaigns ready to go, already set up for them for, for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So the campaign will say, hey, we know from your store and your product and your average average purchase value that you should run this campaign to your existing customers. It's all beautifully built out. It's all branded, customized to you. Here's a preview, or you can just press send. So rather than needing to sit down and look at, do I have a discount on this product? Um, what product should I be sending? So we have a recommendations algorithm within Marcelo as well. So very, it's well, I say very similar to Amazon. It's exactly the same as Amazon. What the campaign will actually do is it will have recommendations and then it will say, hey, Steve, people, you've bought this product in the past and people who have also bought this product product you bought also like to buy this particular product so that campaign for black friday cyber monday is all ready to go and it's customized down to the individual consumer so how much work is that for Mm. you know it's just it's not even fathomable that a small guy could sit down a small retailer could sit down and work that out our customers like i say this week will log in and it will say here's your campaigns pre-built for you just press send that's pretty exciting. Now, what about those that are in the subscription business? Because I have quite a few brands that uh, do the one-offs, but they also see uh, the benefits of having this revenue coming in every month or every quarter as part of a subscription option. I, I know Shopify um, as a platform uh, through Shopify payments doesn't have what's called tokenization, so they're not able to future bill uh, for people. So most people are connected to either bold uh, cashier or recharge payments, this sort of thing. How does Marcelo fit into the lifetime value and, and can understand and appreciate maybe potential churn, meaning they're, you know, they've only been, let's say they're a wine 
wine club of the month kind of a solution. And every month uh, people have get three bottles of wine delivered to them. Um, how do they understand or does Marcelo understand the lifetime value of a particular customer knowing, hmm, the average customer likely stops after six months. Why is that? And should I run a campaign or can I be notified of it? I'm just curious on your mindset around subscription-based sure. businesses. There's, on so Shopify. there's two things there, right? So we're a subscription business as well. And what we're always trying to do is to get our customers to pay more. So the last thing you want is a subscription that just sits there and bills the same amount all the time. That's good to have, but it's always at risk. So if you're actually able to upsell those customers based on what they've purchased in the past and thousands of other consumers like them have also purchased, try and upsell them to this product. If you're upselling them, they become less at risk from churning from that basic subscription. And, mm. and so what we are building is for our for our customers is we can see that our customers, consumers moving into an at-risk segment at a particular time. And so what will happen is that when these, even in a subscription business, these consumers move into an at-risk segment, then Marcella will actually, mm -hmm. again, automatically build a campaign and say, hey, when a customer hits this particular segment, we should send them this campaign and say, hey, you've been around for a long time. We love you. Here's, you know, 10% off, or here's a, mm. for example, here's a free bottle of wine because you've been a customer for this long. So, right. yeah, so all that stuff's happening right. in the background. That's exciting. Love it. Love it. Love it. So I know you can appreciate this, but this show, it has a very diverse range of listeners. And, you know, and since you kind of work with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of these stores are powered by Shopify. Are you able to offer some advice today? Let's say for those listening who would be in the early stage, it seems to be kind of your sweet spot. But like, what sort of things do you believe that those brands, those e-commerce businesses today, what should they be working on? So it's all about building that database, right? You know, with the retention marketing, you've got to have a database to, okay. to market back to. When we first started doing what we were doing in the old days, loyalty was really, it was a way of actually driving people back to spend points and buy more. It's, it's actually changed a lot. And so loyalty now is a lot around, I'll give you some points, which will allow you to get some free stuff if you give me access to your data. So we call loyalty the ticket mm. to the party. You don't necessarily make a lot of money out of loyalty, but you can use the data that you get from loyal customers to be able to market back to them later. You know, if you're starting off from day one, and our product is not great for, um, you know, if you've got a database of less than a thousand, we're building some stuff to help people acquire new customers. But the idea is you've got to mm -hmm. find every way that you possibly can to acquire um, new customers onto your database. So, you know, we've built forms, for example, so pop-ups and forms that um, you can actually run on an iPad in your store so people can sign up. You've just got to get those people on your database. It's an investment. A lot of people don't understand it, particularly in physical retail. They find it hard to get, get people to sign up. But we actually have a lot of our physical retailers incentivizing their staff. They're paying their staff more to get people added to the database because that's the only way that you're actually going to continue to grow your business to start to build the database and then market back to them later. It's funny you mentioned about the iPad in a retail location. I was in one store recently. They had a an iPad sitting there with like an attached keyboard. And basically they said, you get this for free. It was actually at a dental office, but they said, you get this teeth whitening kit worth $69 for free. All we ask is if you could please review us now on 
my Google page, my Google My Business account. And so it seems that there is some kind of selfish benefits for, in this particular case, this dental office to be able to have multiple five-star ratings and these, and, and I guess the metadata that goes along with that in the organic search results, people looking for a dentist in Vancouver and all of a sudden, wow, there's like 87 five-star reviews for this dentist. Now they were incentivized. I thought that was a very interesting tactic to be able to do that. <laughs> I guess it, it's, it's, it is a loyalty type of thing. It's, it's almost like, it almost feels like it's an influencer type thing where, hey, I'll give you this. All we're asking for is that if you can give us an honest review about how your, you know, your cleaning was today. H- have you seen that sort of tactic happening at all yeah, in, that, in your neck of the woods? Across the board, um, in terms of loyalty rewards, we always recommend that people don't just have a discount, you know, a percentage off or a dollar off, that you actually offer compelling products as well. People actually like to get free products mm-hmm. and like it's just not very compelling to get dollars off. So, so yeah, we, we always recommend that people have that. You know, I have a customer down in, um, down in Australia, actually. It's a really funky boutique store and the top reward is you get to go into the store after hours and they will tell you the story of how they built this store you'll get wine and cheese and you'll get a free gift voucher to spend there and you get to take three of your mates along so that's the cool sort of ideas that we like that kind of drive people to not just spend those points to get a dollar discount which comes straight out of your margin obviously but to actually get experiences that only loyal customers Mm -hmm. can get yeah, I'm going to spin back to one other thing that you mentioned, talking about like, you know, building your customer base and kind of nurturing it. And I think some of the challenges that some folks have is how do I build that customer base? And, you know, some ideas that come to mind to me, and maybe we can discuss how Marcelo fits into that mix, but there's the email. Obviously, I think that's definitely the North Star if you want to grow your email list, but then open rates and going into the promotions tab and things, those, you know, can be, you know, somewhat challenging. There's things like push notifications, there's text message marketing, there's Facebook messenger bots. I'm sure there's other tactics of things where you're trying to get a customer to opt in, in a channel that they're active in. So how is Marcelo positioning themselves of building your database and building opt-ins? And then, you know, is, is there a partner alignment for maybe parts of the platform that you choose to not want to build? You want rather connect to others to, to build those opt-ins and then can campaigns be executed based on those so opt-ins? So for us, with a new, if you're a brand new um, retailer coming to Marcelo then, and you're coming with a database, then you can just easily import that database. But we're building tools all the time to help people to collect data. So databases, and one of the things I think it's really important here to go back to the question around well, why wouldn't someone give you the details? And mark and email marketing in particular has been abused for so long that people will just send out campaigns to everyone on their database. So what Marcelo actually allows you to do is actually once you've got that data about the customer, you're only sending them campaigns that are relevant to them. And if you go back to our, our recommendations algorithm, the products that are being recommended to you are specific to you and we're building new tools around capturing these customers as well so as i said we've got the forms and they're now from an in-store perspective we are just building out the capability for um, consumers just to provide their mobile phone number you know at the point of sale you want to finish the transaction get the cash and, and move on so with the mobile phone number what basically happens is the consumer then gets a text message it says, hey, Steve, thanks for signing up for our program. Please complete your details to get this free gift or these points. We're doing that. We're, um, we're doing Facebook integration at the moment as well to, to build lookalike lists to try and acquire new customers. And one of the key things that we're trying to do as well is that 
we hear particularly from a lot of smaller um, retailers that the marketing apps have become very fragmented that you'll have you know one for recommendations and one mm-hmm. for loyalty and one for email marketing and, and, and one for one for everything so we're trying to build a lot of that stuff into one place so that so that people don't have to have multiple subscriptions and try to work out who's doing what part of the customer lifecycle journey i find that a lot when i do app audits with brands especially when they're, when they're new clients that I kind of take over and I look at them and I go, okay, why did you make these app choices? And a lot of times they have no idea why they have, they have some idea. It could be the developer they had in the prior or their agency partner, whoever, or there, there could have been incentivized as agency partner to select these certain apps. But the reality is you're right. The fragmentation and the fact that how do you know how effective each channel is? So when the Shopify MailChimp breakup happened, we got a lot of customers coming to us who wanted to use our email marketing platform. So Shopify were really good to us. They really looked, looked after us and pushed a lot of customers our way. But a lot of those customers would come to us and they'd say, hey, but I actually can get loyalty with you guys as well. We would say, yeah, it's all part of the package. So they would say, so I'm actually going to drop what I'm doing with loyalty and move my MailChimp to you guys, but do loyalty with you guys as well because you have a single view of the customer, right? So you're not communicating to them about what's going on with their loyalty rewards completely separately from what's going on with your email marketing campaign. So that's exactly what you're talking about. You know, there's multiple touch points coming from different apps. It's just not only it's difficult for the retailer to manage, but it's confusing and annoying for the consumer to get all these different messages. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Welcome to my world. So let's talk about those that are listening today. I guess they would now be considered more in the mid-market. So they would have a small team. Um, They may even be working with a Shopify agency partner uh, to outsource some of their marketing uh, efforts. And that seems quite a common thing for people in the mid-market, just from an expertise perspective. So, you know, these teams typically are very eager to grow and scale. Like what do you believe maybe the executive team or the marketing team, what should they be working on? So from our perspective, we do have large customers using our platform as well. So with the smaller customers, as I talked about, that continuum of the do-it-for-me, do-it-myself type guys, the the do-it-myself type guys are still using Marcelo and they'll actually be going and building different campaigns using the platform that we hadn't actually thought of. And the beauty of what we're trying to build as well is that we can see, so so I'll give you an example, Um, so a custom automation for example. So the marketing team might go, this is specific to my business, this automation I want to trigger when this particular event happens or a customer customer looks like this. So we're actually able to see what marketing works. And if there's an automation campaign that several retailers are actually running the bigger guys, then we can actually build that as a template and then the smaller guys get access to it as well. You know, we have this full-blown marketing tool that, that not only the big guys can do whatever they want with, but the small guys get the benefit of knowledge from the big guys. Well, that's a nice pivot too, because one of my questions I was going to ask was about the future for Marcelo, maybe uh, the 2020 roadmap and partner alignment. I'm not necessarily asking for the secret sauce of what you're up to, but is there anything you can share publicly about where you believe the platform is, you know, for people that are going to make the choice, hopefully today, and at least give Marcelo a try. You have a great founder story. We get what you're trying to do. You're solving lots of great problems for brands, email and loyalty together. It's very unique uh, in the marketplace. If they're going to make that pivot, maybe you can share some points about where the platform is going to continue to evolve. There's really three um, strands to our product strategy. 
Um, so if you think of Marcelo as this virtual marketing assistant, so it's Marcelo is a member of your team, then the first thing that we want Marcelo to do is get better at marketing. So for example, we have abandoned cart email flows. So we're constantly looking at the data through machine learning to work out the first email should go out after this many hours because this leads to a higher conversion rate to sale. So Marcelo is always getting smarter and better at that marketing. The second thing that Marcelo will do is actually learn new skills. Those skills, for example, the next big skill that we're working on that will come out early next year, which is Invader at the moment, is the capability to do social advertising, initially through Facebook and Instagram. And the first part of that will be to do advertising to your existing customer base. And then as we learn more, we'll be able to tell you do lookalike lists so that you can use the social advertising to acquire new customers that look like your existing ideal customer. So that's a new skill that Marcelo will learn. And then the third part is new ways for Marcelo to communicate on your behalf to your customers. So SMS is in closed beta at the moment. So you will have the capability to run not only email campaigns, but SMS campaigns as well. And that could be based on the preference of the consumer or the type of product that you're selling or the, you know, the time. So Marcelo is always looking at the best way to communicate. So there's those three things that we're working on. The other thing that's exciting for us is um, we'll be opening an office in Toronto early next year. And we have our first employee all lined up to go. And so he is a partner manager. So he'll be looking after the partner, uh, the, the Shopify partner channel. Yeah, I can see I can see having a channel manager and that kind of education components. I think that's one of the reasons why I have this show. Being a Shopify employee, this is an external project that I have, but I do it selfishly so that I can learn about the problems that certain apps and marketing platforms, what problems they're solving uh, that I can then share with my merchants and clients and other people from with, within or external to the Shopify organization. I think it's it's an education component that's missing. It's exciting that you get a partner manager that can start grassroots. It's awesome about a Toronto office, so that means you'll be at Unite this year probably, which is the, the partner conference for Shopify um, probably in June 2020 probably this year. Yep, so over the last be, year. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was, it was in Toronto last year in June. So you were there? Great. I missed it last yeah. year. I, had, I watched the live stream. I went to IRCE uh, in Chicago last year. Okay. Yeah, we actually um, we actually got demoed on stage by um, by the POS team. So Arpon did a uh, demo of how Marcelo works with Shopify POS, which was uh, pretty exciting. I'm going to put that link in the show notes. I didn't realize there was a demo. See, that's why I have the show again. Learning, 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 right? So a demo of POS. I'll make sure I, I get that up. And so we are nearing the end of the show for today, though. But do you have any closing comments or any takeaways that you would like to leave with our listeners today? Um, the key one that we're talking to in terms of our marketing at the moment um, to try to get people to buy our product is that this is the most important shopping period of the year and this is the time that you need to build your database of customers. So you know, incentivize people to sign up even if they're not buying something, incentivize them to sign up because you know, post-holiday season when things get quieter, you need to be able to find customers to remarket to. So you know, that's the one piece of advice we're saying to everyone at the moment. Build that database as big as you possibly can while the, you know, make hay while the sun shines during the holiday season. 
If your theme doesn't support or does or it's not on brand for pop-up and exit intent and things to build your email list, because we know that conversion rates, let's call it 2%, so 98 out of 100 customers that come to your store are not purchasing, what are you doing to build your email list or other types of opt-in? Um, I have interviewed Privy at Privy.com or Just Uno at justuno.com and those are two solutions that you should likely have a look at um, yeah, a lot of them have free freemium and or even free options available but that could at least give you some exit intent pop-ups in exchange for some kind of a, a discount coupon uh, for an email it could be a text message opt-in it could be a facebook messenger opt-in it's something so i think that's what you're kind of suggesting is that building your database either natively in your theme um, and or through a, a one of these third-party solutions to start building those opt-ins. They have some great you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and holiday-themed pop-ups and exit intent uh, landing pages that are already pre-built that can quickly be skinned uh, for your, your brand. So that's certainly available. So is that what we're kind of thinking about? Exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. So how can people learn more about the Marcelo app? Um, well, obviously, you can go into the Shopify app store and just search for Marcelo. So I'll make the name really easy to, to remember um, and tell you how we came up with the name. So we wanted to build a product that creates marketing that sells. It's the Mar for marketing right. and the sell. Um, and then the O is actually in there for the entire customer life cycle. So Marcelo, M-A-R-S-E-L-L-O or Marcelo.com you can go to yeah, and find us there. I notice you have uh, quite a few blogs and a lot of success stories and ebooks and guides and things on there too. So yeah, definitely go over. I'll have it in the show notes, marcello.com. Lots of good resources in there uh, to learn more about marketing automation, lifecycle marketing, retention marketing, and how they're able to put all these together. Um, and, and thank you so much. We did speak offline just before recording today, and you've been so kind uh, to offer a 30-day free trial for those that are listening in today and that link will be at ecommercefastlane.com forward slash marcello it'll be in the show notes for this episode it really is a no-brainer honestly uh to take a look at the marcello platform you know free of charge the next 30 days and and you know and just see um, you know how targeted marketing can actually help your brand you know become more relevant and having all these pre-made uh, advertisements and stuff it's just pretty exciting I, i'm I'm, I'm, I've learned a lot today. I've scrambled down so many notes. Life of learning spice, honestly. So thanks for coming on the show today. Much appreciated. Appreciate your time, Steve. Thanks for having us. Cheers. This episode is supported by Caro, an incredible Shopify app that discovers all the influencers, press, and media that already love your brand. They can be customers, email subscribers, or fans, and Carol will reveal the social footprint and influence of those that have already shown you some love. And from there, Carol makes it easy to work with influencers, communicate and distribute products to them so you can pick the right influencers and create meaningful partnerships. To get started, you can visit getcaro.com or search for Caro in the Shopify app store. That's C-A-R-R-O and discover which influencers already love your brand. Well, that's it for today's episode. I'd like to thank you, a loyal listener of e-commerce Fastlane. It's my hope that this podcast is offering you a ton of value through growth strategies, tactics, and exclusive insider tips on the best Shopify apps and marketing platforms, all with my personal goal to help you build, launch, grow, and scale with Shopify. Thanks for investing some time today and listening to the show. I'm so proud and excited that you have a growth mindset and are a constant learner. I truly appreciate you and your entrepreneurial journey. Enjoy the rest of the week and keep thriving with Shopify.